There we go. Uh, welcome into another slice of beef there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Angus Hout, and on today we have an original guest, Adam McLean on. Uh, figured we could have him on with decent audio quality this time around. But just a reminder that this episode, along with every episode, is brought to you by Grandma Bear's Home Baking, which is an aisle seven of the Old Strathcona Farmer's Market in beautiful Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And if you can't get to the Farmer's Market, but you want to do a quick pickup, you can always do that by going to grandmabears.ca and getting yourself a pickup order so you can get yourself some fancy tarts. So, howdy, Adam. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. I mean, living the dream in this pandemic, of course. Right? Gotta love the pandemic shutdown 2.0 in Manitoba. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I never thought I'd get laid off ever, but like, here we are, second time one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you know what it's like to be an Albertan. Yeah. Yeah. Working on the oil field. Yeah, except for you weren't pulling in, you know, three and a half thousand dollars every four days. I wish. Right? I miss those days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're moving on and up in the world, though, so. Exactly. Got to stay. Yeah, just got to stay positive, so that's all we can ask for. Right. Yeah. So, what have you been doing since lockdown 1.0? Um, well, I mean, since the first lockdown, like, I spent a couple months off, did, like, absolutely nothing with my time, and then, uh, yeah, went back to work in June when everything started to open back up and we thought we were safe, and then when things will just get worse because our government doesn't know what they're doing. Um, you know, was working, then work shut down. So now I'm trying to be a little more productive with my time by doing home workouts, reading books. I mean, I'm still watching TV, of course, but like trying to spend more time outside because it's better for my mental health, you know? Yeah. Oh, I totally get it. That's why I was going on so many hikes during lockdown 1.0. Yeah. So what uh, you said you're reading books. What are you reading right now? Um, well, I mean, I want to read books, but I'm having a hard time like dedicating myself to reading. <laughs> so, so there's a couple books that I've started that I haven't finished, like um, Crucial Conversations, which is like a leadership self-help sort of book. And then I'm also reading uh, Quiet, which is a book about introverts and how they work within within society is that because you are an introvert yes <laughs> wow shocking <laughs> yeah, learning a little bit about myself you know what's the... i think it's also helpful for like communications with other people because you know within my work or within my former job there's always a goal of like trying to make sure that i was talking to people and getting the most out of them so if i learn how to communicate with my fellow introverts and it'll make conversations a little easier so is that like the biggest takeaway you've taken from that book or what is it um well i've only read like half of the first chapter so i can't necessarily tell you what it's about <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah classic yeah i buy the books thinking that i'm gonna read them and then i don't actually read them i like get however far in one chapter two chapters and then i stop reading for who knows why? 
I mean, it is tough to get going when you, you know, you dedicate one chapter a day or whatever it ends up being, and then all of a sudden you're just like, nah, not today, and then all of a sudden a month and a half pass by, and you figure, I gotta pick up a new book. Yeah. Hmm. Like, it's so easy to get distracted with, like, other things, such as video games, your phone, a large amount of other things, chores, you know, like... I don't know, books have never been the most exciting thing for me, so. Yeah, I totally feel you on that. I've started doing the audiobook thing just so I can actually finish a book or two. Yeah, yeah. I've heard good things about audiobooks, but I don't want to pay for another subscription service. That's fair. It's expensive. Um, So the one what I've been doing is just going on YouTube and then finding like the public domain versions of books, so that's been keeping me relatively in- entertained. Yeah, yeah. well, when you want to be cheap, but, you know, still get interrupted by stupid ads. Just download ad block, man. I guess so. Because I've been... Is that, is that what you've been doing, just so you're not annoyed by good old Google advertisements? Because I don't want to hear about the Chromebook for the 9 billionth time. Yeah, I just downloaded uh, Google Google's ad block. And I found that, like, yeah, there's still ads here and there, but not as many as... There, there once was. Mm, good to know. So, did, did, um, have you picked up any uh, new hobbies since uh, the lockdown? Um, nothing new. I've started to get bored of my own cooking, so I'm starting to look into cookbooks and online recipes and, you know, reading the 10 pages of a story about someone's grandma before, you know, you actually get to the recipe. Right. I don't care that it was an autumn day when you discovered how to make a casserole there, Karen. Yeah. That's in 1964 when blah, blah, blah. Like, I really don't care. No, just just tell me how to make these omelets, please. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, I've been, like, starting to venture into that, but, you know, I also want to keep costs down, so for me to, like, buy a bag of onions for a single person to try French onion soup, it's like, I don't know if I can justify that yeah that's a tough thing about these days is like you gotta save money where you can and you also want to try something new yeah i don't know you can't really do it for a reasonable budget you gotta be preparing almost a banquet for your friends yeah which we can't even do because <laughs> <laughs> can't see people these days yeah right definitely have not done that yeah sounds like you're oh yeah um, so yeah, you've also said you're doing some like workouts and stuff. Um, how much weight did you drop? Cause I noticed you've dropped quite a bit last time I'd seen you in person. Yeah. So, so far I've dropped roughly around 24 pounds or yeah, 23, 24. That's awesome. How, um, what did you do to, what did you change in order to do that? I would say my top suggestions, like if anyone cares to know what I really did, it's just like move more, eat less, which I know it seems easy, but it's also hard at the same time because, you know, you're so used to eating whatever portion sizes you want. Like I can eat a little Caesar's pizza, like the full pizza, no problem. But like for me to lose weight, it was, you know, 
cutting down on things like that. It was making smaller portions so then that way when I eat, I'm not eating as much. And then it's getting into the gym or doing some sort of exercise at least, you know, at least an hour a day. So, and like you can still have your rest days, but still just trying to stretch and make sure you feel physically prepared for, say, you take the weekend off feeling prepared for Monday. So, um, that's more or less what I did. I did get a personal trainer and he helped push me along the way. So there is that too, but like, you know, you can pay for all these programs and do this stuff, right? But if you don't actually put in the work, it's not gonna, nothing's gonna happen. So you gotta put in a little bit of the work and then you should have the magical results to lose 24 pounds. And how long did that take you? It took me probably two and a half months-ish. Wow. That's impressive. So so they say healthy weight loss is one to two pounds a week. And a pound of, you know, if you want to lose a pound, uh, every pound in your body is 3,500 calories. So you have to find spaces in your diet to lose that, whether that's taking out food or it's working out, or if you have a combination of both, then that's where you get your best benefit, right? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Like, yeah, you can go on a crash diet and lose, you know, 10 pounds in two weeks, but will your body, you know, feel great? Mm, Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Um, So, like, the fact that you work at a gym, what's, like, the craziest thing you've seen out there, like, just with bad technique or someone with lifting a crazy weight? Um, yeah, I would say, you know, after working in the gym for, you know, nine months now, like, you learn to, you learn techniques and you learn various things and you, like, you learn the technicality of how to lift and, like, I've taken some trainings on, like, you know, what's proper form versus what's not proper form. So, you know, I'll see people, they're not lifting, you know, crazy weight, but they're lifting it in such a way that if they were to advance in that setting, they will injure themselves. Mm. Um, But, you know, it's, I've never seen anyone, like, snap their legs on the leg press or anything like that. So I'm thankful I've never seen that. But at the same time, like, you have those people who have, who've been lifting, like, 400 500 pounds and it's like wow you're you're just incredible like incredibly dumb oh incredibly dumb no like well they can be but like at the same time like if you're able to lift you know 400 pounds with you know not the most perfect form like i still have an amount of respect for you right because that's not a weight that i can do safely so okay I get what you're saying now. Okay, how does it make you feel the fact that we don't truly know how strong a gorilla could actually be? It's a good question. I was thinking about that the other day, surprisingly, and like, (laughs) I just don't know how you could train a gorilla because they obviously have different priorities as like a mammal, right? So we can't like set up a barbell in the jungle and then all of a sudden expect the gorilla to pick it up and start like training with it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) 
don't know, like, how would you create, like, a a monkey or a gorilla gym for gorillas and other mammals to get stronger? Yeah, and, like, that's a terrifying thing is you could make them stronger still. And uh, I was watching, watching a documentary last night about the biggest uh, silverback gorilla that's out there. And he is about 450 pounds, and they figure could be stronger than 12 men combined, which is terrifying. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. But at the same time, they're such gentle giants that they wouldn't mess you up unless they really had to. Mm-hmm. So it'd almost be unnecessary for them to train like that. But at the same time, whew, that's scary. I'm sure, like, some, like, doctor would be able to figure it out, like, if you under like if you understand how like muscle growth happens, I'm sure they could do the math on like gorilla muscles and then like adapt that to be like if this animal worked within strength training, this is like the possibility of what it could be, but like there's no real way to tell unless we would have a gorilla training. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. We're just kind of to assume that they are stronger than all of us, and we're screwed if they ever decide to attack. Probably. Them and chimpanzees. Chimpanzees are super mean, man. Maybe that movie, Planet of the Apes, is telling us something. Maybe. I was also reading something that um, German and uh, Japanese scientists are trying to make chimpanzees smarter. Not, like, as smart as the average person, but, like, relatively smart, which is terrifying because they're stronger than us and they can take way more crap than us. And they don't have that, like, empathy button in their head, so they'll just straight up mess you up. No problem. Well, better get prepared for the monkey wars. Yeah, exactly. It's not a zombie. Yeah, it's not a zombie apocalypse that we should actually be afraid of. It's the chimpanzees going insane being smarter it'll be the Darwin Wars it really will be and I know that's a war we're gonna lose every time as long as they don't get guns and we're fine yeah okay but even think about it you have like some dude that's coked out and he gets shot by the cops they can put like 18 shots in the dude taser him and he's still gonna live think about a monkey or a chimpanzee which is stronger than us can take a little bit more of a beating like, we're going to have to be really prepared for them. Yeah, but, I mean, if someone's on crack, like, their brain isn't functioning as it would. I'm sure if, like, a normal, like, if a normal person gets shot or if a chimpanzee gets shot, like, their body would react to it in such a way. Mm, I guess so. I don't know. That's one of those things that keeps me up at night. It's like, I do not want to die by chimpanzee. They are, I just don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, it's better not to think about it. <laughs> um, as like a guy that goes to the gym, what's your go-to easy meal? Like usually, I like to prep things in advance. So I find that chili is really easy mm. to make. Okay, but what about like things that are in the box you can throw in the oven for thirty minutes and call her good? Chicken and potatoes. Really? Like, I know it's like it's potatoes, 
so it's not like the most healthy. So if you wanted to like add vegetables into it, then you can. But yeah, basically what I do is I, um, I'll prep my chicken breast, put all of my spices and stuff on it, um, and then put it in a pan. And then what I'll do is I'll take um, those mini potatoes and then you know prep them as they need to be prepped, and then wrap them in tin first for 20 minutes. And then after the 20 minutes, I add the chicken in. So uh, the chicken and potatoes, or the potatoes are cooking for 50 minutes altogether. Uh, and then the chicken's cooking for about 30 minutes. And after that time, you know, everything's cooked together. So you have those two meals already set up for you. Ooh, and everything's going to be nice and moist there too. So you're going to be having a great meal. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty easy to prepare like i just i go to superstore buy the sheet of chicken breast for however much it is and then cook it and that's my meal live like a king what seasonings you throwing on there uh usually salt pepper garlic um red or like crushed red pepper flakes um depends on how i'm feeling sometimes i'll do like a vegetable uh, seasoning. Very. I keep it simple enough, but like something that'll give it more flavor. Oh yeah, that's the important thing because nothing worse than rubber chicken that has no flavor. Throwback to our camp days. Yeah, oh, that was the worst. <laughs> Roll up into the dining hall, see we're having rubber chicken, and immediately go home. Yeah. I think the funniest thing is like there have been times I've made chicken and it's like the quality of the chicken is better. So like that's not the issue, but the flavor profile is the same as the rubber chicken. And I'm just like, it's gross. Oh, that's rough. How do you manage to do that at home though? Like, cause like camp uses the same spices on everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I'm at home experimenting with stuff and I manage to create the same concoction that we use at camp, then after I bake it, I pull it out of the oven and you can just smell the scent of what it used to be or what camp you see. Wasn't that just salt and pepper? No, I know that they like put Montreal steak spice on pretty much everything. <laughs> oh, yes. I do remember. I mean, That's why I hate it. Live and learn, right? Yeah. All right. Um, oh, go oh, ahead. I'll let you continue. No, no, go ahead. I'm curious what you're going to say. Oh, also, like, if you can find a pre-made butter chicken sauce, butter chicken is really easy to make. Hmm. Yeah, I guess if you're not making your own curry. Sorry? If you're not making your own curry. Yeah, like, I know... Like, there's a company called KFI that makes a really good butter chicken sauce that I like. Mm. Product placement right there. Right? If only they would actually sponsor this. <laughs> One day. One day. One day we'll have a real sponsor that isn't Grandma Bear. Like, Grandma Bear will always be the main sponsor, but I would like a secondary sponsor who would also like to help me out at this point because I could be sponsoring them right now. 
Have you ever tried honey or those other ones that all of the groups use? Uh, let's see. There's honey. Uh, sha- Ra- what is it? Raid Shadow Legends or something like that. Yeah. Raycon ear headphones. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of all the other ones. There's like that toothbrush one. There's the uh, fancy nurse scrubs. Oh, I haven't seen the fancy uh, nurse scrubs. Yeah, I I forget what they're called, but apparently they're like not super customizable, but like better quality scrubs that are more comfortable and have more pockets for things. So if you're a nurse or a doctor, apparently you know what I'm talking about, and it's probably apparently it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, the more you know. I mean, that would be that makes sense. Like, why wouldn't they give nurses and doctors more pockets? It's a great question. Also, why are girls' pants not, or like, why do girls' pants not have bigger pockets? I might have accidentally bought a pair at the thrift store a while back. I have no idea. You're talking to the wrong guy here. Yeah, really. But okay, so like, I went to the thrift store, bought some pants, and one of them fit really nicely. I was like, ooh, yeah, let's buy them. They're females' pants, which is not a big deal in my mind, but the tiny pockets are such a piss off. But they're like my favorite jeans right now. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, like when, you know, the scene phase was super popular, dudes would buy females' pants just so that they can get the, like, as fitted as possible skinny oh, yeah. jeans. <laughs> I personally never did that, but I had friends who, you know, told stories of, you know, them going into Hot Topic or whatever and buying the women's skinny jeans just so that they can get, like, painted on. Ugh. That was a time in our history. <laughs> Ugh, I love it so much. Do you ever, okay, like, thinking back to those days, Do you, is there, like, an album that you come back to and you're like, dang, there's my scene kid? Yes, I mean... Um, as you know, but as the viewers don't know, like my favorite band of all time is August Burns Red. So, like I always go back to them, but I know, I think when I listen to stuff like Emery or House of Heroes, um, or like My Chemical Romance, for example, um, that's what like brings me back into that like emo feeling phase. Of no one gets you except for myself and what and and whoever sings these songs yeah yeah I'm gonna learn how to be a screamo singer one day like <laughs> that that was the dream like if I could be a front man in a band but I did not have the confidence or anything back then <laughs> what a bummer so if you could go back to like our junior high days would you be like young Adam you have to believe in yourself I think I'd be realistic <laughs> but just explain expectations and <laughs> what it would take for me to get to where I want to be mm. <laughs> I mean that's fair at least you're being reasonable with the kid not like over hyping him <laughs> yeah so I try not to think about my middle school experience just because I was a weirdo. <laughs> so I don't know anyone that doesn't think that they were weren't a weirdo in junior high. 
people who don't think they were weird in junior high are the same people who peaked in high school. Well, that's absolutely true. <laughs> oh, boy. I wonder how those guys are doing these days. Probably not great. Probably not. <laughs> I know the guy that peaked in high school that I knew had a kid recently, and that's all I know about his life. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. But then again, work. Sorry? I wouldn't want to be that person. No, I wouldn't either. I'm just kind of thinking about, like, you know, it's come across my newsfeed quite a bit lately where everyone's either buying a house, getting engaged, or having a kid. I'm just like, oh, cool, don't mind me living in my basement suite. Exactly. And I mean, like, that's the one that's been a hard thing to learn this year. I think that's been my biggest issue. But, you know, I get to move all the way to beautiful Lloydminster, Alberta in January. Ooh, I know. Move. Big move. So ever have to leave all you dweebs here. So that's that's sad. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. Just uh, just one pit stop when you go visit the Rockies. Oh yeah. Well, probably a couple. I mean, I made that. I tried to make that one shot journey once, and never again. No, just just slide on up to Lloydminster, and we'll come. We'll uh, I'll bring you in, and then we can go off to the mountains, and I'll force you to go down a black diamond run again. <laughs> well, I was telling someone that story the other day. Like that was like it was a good day, yeah. But <laughs> some of the crap. An amateur snowboarder going down a black diamond mogul hill and then on the same day we go on a cross country ski trail well again I'm on a snowboard just like pumping the entire track I felt so bad because I've done that before and I was like yeah no it should be steep enough that you'll go all the way down and I was so wrong and I felt terrible yeah like maybe I just like I don't know how to build momentum like I don't feel comfortable building momentum so that could have been my issue but at the same time, I'm just like, frick, I might as well not do up my bindings because I'm walking this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, like, the one, well, there's a few things I felt bad about that first year, but that was the one thing I was like, I wonder if Adam hates me because this would be the reason why he hates me right now. No. That was a good day. That was a good I'd day. I'd like to get back out there, but, again, I want to, like, if the ski hills open up this year, I'm going to, like, try and spend as much time practicing and like getting more comfortable i might even just buy a board and then that way it save money overall and then and then it'll be better so next time I go to the mountains i'm not like panicking <laughs> yeah i just gotta believe in yourself or find someone with a uh, skadoos and like get them to only get you going 10k an hour and get better with your carving Yeah, you could definitely do a blue within the mountains if you're doing a Manitoba black. So. so. But, yeah, got to practice my carving, got to practice all those other things. But, you know, we have to even see if those, map, like, if the hills are going to be open because, I don't know, like, I think it would be fine, right? We should be able to. Yeah, it's. 
Manitoba just hasn't had that big snowfall yet where most of Alberta got hit by 45 to 60 centimeters centimeters of snow. Yeah. So. so I know. Like, I think once we get that snowfall, it'll be good to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And as long as it's not minus 40 for a month and a half straight, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to the Fork Ski Trail, or the Skating Trail. Skate. If those two things are open, I'll be fine the entire lockdown. But, like, if they don't do any of that stuff, I'm going to be very, very, very bored. I mean, you could always just go up to camp, quote-unquote, volunteer, and then just do the ski trail the entire winter. Yeah. <laughs> do a loop. Just and find new invented ways to do the trail. Exactly, and then you can create a new trail. I mean, if, if okay, so if you were able to go repeat one of the things we did in our first year of Forge, what would it be? In the first year of Forge? Yeah, because I know if you if we did overall Forge, you would say go back to New Zealand in a heartbeat because that's who we I, are. Immediately, that's what I was about to say. I'd go back to New Zealand again. <laughs> <laughs> um. Within the first year, I guess, is that to rack my brain and think about what I would want to do again. Mm. Um, I think, oh, honestly, right now, if we could do the lifeguard training again, that would be nice. Like, right now, because then I have my, like, physical activity scheduled up for the day. <laughs> as much as it was, like, Waking up at 5 a.m. to go to the pool and train. And I also um, wake up your idiot roommate who still didn't want to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that would be one of the things. And I think also right now, just like, if we could do the family suppers again, <sighs> it'd be fun. I miss those. But, yeah, it's, we can't socialize with people face to face right now, right? So, it, Yeah, exactly. That's going to be the interesting thing that's going forward. I think even four years from now, if I come back and listen to this, be like, man, you guys are stupid. You only had another four months to go until we had the vaccine or whatever we end up having for life going back to normal. Yeah, or whatever the new normal is, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, those family dinners that we had every Tuesday night or whatever it was, it was those were some of the best times. Generally angry every time. <laughs> well, okay, so when you put, what is it, nine 18 to 24 year olds in the same house and none of them are having any sort of sexual relations with each other, which is a miracle, of course I think there's going to be a little bit of anger that's unnecessary. Well, that too. It was a whole, like, it, it's an interesting social experiment. If someone were to record us, and that's the one thing I wish I had done, was do, uh, do a podcast every week with one of the people that was in the house, just rotating it and just asking the same questions every time, just to see where everyone was at. That would be, that'd be interesting. 
Yeah. Well, I was going to talk to Audrey, who uh, who is running camp right now, and see if I could have done that with the new Forge gang, but um, there's no, no new Forge gang, so RIP Forge. Yeah. Not sure what's going to happen with that. So... Uh-oh. I think they got the new house done, though. They did, and it looks gorgeous. So. So, go with that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, like, one of those things, like, I'm kind of glad that we got to do it because I I legitimately believe that program had some good fundamental steps. It just, nothing was polished the way it should have been. I think, well, I think things were, like, pretty good. Oh yeah, they were good. It just sometimes you had interesting personalities in that house. I don't think there's ever a point when there weren't interesting personalities. It's <laughs> just like the dynamic always changes, right? Like yeah. Between our group versus the years before and the year after, right? Yeah. Years after. There, there was only one real year after. Then it was just Luke's forge. What a trooper that guy was. He did his entire program getting paid pennies and still hung around the camp. Like, God bless him for that. Yeah, he's in university right now, right? He sure is. He's going to school to be a teacher. Hey. Yeah, go Luke. Um, yeah. But enough about the old days because we're out of them and we're members of society now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what have you been watching on Netflix? Um, well, I just finished Sons of Anarchy because I like motorcycles. Um, which was pretty good. And then I'm also, there's only four episodes, so I'm trying to like space them out. But there's a Netflix special called Song Exploder. And basically what they do is they take hit songs by Various artists, Alicia Keys, um, Ty Dolla Sign, R.E.M., and Lynn Miranda, or Manuel Miranda, the guy from Hamilton. And so they take four songs from, or a song from those four artists, and they break down how the song was made, like the influences, how the tracks were made, various things like that. So it's pretty cool, like, to see the behind the scenes of how hit songs were made. Mm. And right. what's, that, what's that called again? Song Exploder, I think. All right. It's either Explorer or Exploder, but I think it's Exploder. All right. <laughs> so, like, the interesting thing is that the song Losing My Religion by R.E.M., which is a little, like, insight into the show, was a song that they wanted to kill their career. Really? Yeah. And yet it was the song that kind of put them in the mainstream. Pretty much, yeah. Dang. Semi-local to international. Yeah. How disappointing would that be? You're trying to end your band and then all of a sudden you blow up. I guess I'll rephrase. Like, it wasn't meant to, like, officially, like, kill the band. But, like, they, in the interviews, they were saying that if the song just flopped and it, like, killed the band, they didn't care. Okay. So it wasn't like they were intentionally trying to kill the band. It was just, like the last kind of Hail Mary for him. 
well, let's see what happens. But they talk more about it in their um, in the episode, so I won't I won't spoil it too much for anyone. All right. Well, that's fair enough. Um, what's your late night viewing on YouTube? As of right now. As of right now. Let me look at my YouTube suggestions mm. here. Usually the YouTube suggestions record will tell you about um, what I've been watching. Um, I have one hour of Jazzy Doomer music, which is a re-upload. Wow. Real insightful. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Stuff for video games because I've been playing a lot of more video games recently. Um, stuff about motorcycles. Honestly, I've been spending a lot more time on TikTok than I have been on YouTube. Mm. So. So if you had to choose, uh, choose Vine or uh, TikTok? It's tough to say. I think Vine is a little more structured to support their creators. So, like, that's why Logan Paul and all those Vine stars who became YouTubers got so popular. Um, but, you know, TikTok is kind of a free-for-all, in a sense, where, like, sure, they're popular TikTokers, but, like, there's more of an equal opportunity for everyone wants to become a content creator to have the possibility of blowing up. Mm. So, I don't know. And, like, again, how long has TikTok been going on for? Like, three years now? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, like, Vine only had two years or something like that. Was that it? I feel like it had a solid four-year run. I don't know. Summer of 2012 was kind of when I remember it blowing up. Or 2013, maybe. I don't remember. It's all a blur uh, now. It started in 2012. Huh. But, um, yeah, it's trying to think of when did Vine die? There we go. It was while I was at camp, so I was, I think, 2016. Oh, yeah, it was four years. It's a good run. Okay, so, as of right now, like, TikTok's been around for two years, so I think what we're seeing is TikTok is kind of becoming what Vine was. But at the same time, I think their their platform offers more because it's they do cater like they do filter your um, your suggestions for you, but it's not as dialed in as Vine once was, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, and like that's the thing is like I never had the Vine app, but uh, you know TikTok has it dialed in; it knows what I want. Yeah, but so. it's all. It's also so dangerous because all of a sudden you're in there and you look at the clock. It's like, it's 3 a.m. I started this at 9. What happened? Yeah, like, it's so easy to waste time. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the dangerous thing about it because it just starts playing. Like if you accidentally tap on one of your notifications, it's just going there. It's like, well, I can watch one or two and then again, then you're gone with your time. Yeah. And then they like add those like, hold on a second. You've been watching TikToks for way too long. And you're like, ha ha ha, very funny. And then you scroll past it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're like, it can't be that long. And then finally you swipe down a little bit. You get another notification and you're like, who, who let me on here for this long? Yeah. It's a tough thing about being an adult. You have to like filter out your own time. Yeah. You need to schedule things in, which I think is really important in like these times, especially like if you're not working to schedule your time because then it can easily become, oh, I accidentally watched a whole season of a show in one day or like, yeah, I stayed up until 1 a.m. watching TikTok because I went to bed at 10, but then all of a sudden my time was just scrolling. Gone, yeah. Exactly. And like that, I've been very lucky that I've been able to work through both lockdown 1.0 and will up until mid-December here, but um, I know all my friends, like people give me crap because I'm up till 3 a.m. because I don't get off of work until... Well, I don't get back home till 10, so all of a sudden it's like, I still need time to decompress, but also enjoy myself. Yeah. But I do miss waking up at 5 a.m. Like, that's one thing I miss about pipelining is, like, I kind of want to wake up at 5 a.m. and enjoy the whole day again. Well, I mean, you can. I, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing stopping you from waking up at 5 a.m. at any point in time. Exactly. But that's the thing is like I want to decompress from work rather than get ready for work for the full day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's just how I kind of feel about things. But then again, I'm moving into a nine to five job, so woo, living the dream. There you go. Yeah. Well, then you can wake up at five a.m. Then I can and really enjoy myself. Probably go to the gym and. Hopefully get up to the 200 pounds of good muscle and then eventually 220. There you go. Yeah, I'll be a thick boy. Just get a personal trainer. Sorry? Just get a personal trainer. Like, I know everyone says that they can do stuff on their own, and I don't doubt that, but if you want, like, the best results possible for you, getting a personal trainer will help you. Those programs that you find on the internet are just cookie cutter plans that might not actually work for your body. Well, and the other thing is doing things properly. That was one thing I've kind of noticed is the moment you start doing an exercise right, that's when you see the real improvements and you're not sore, as sore afterwards. Or you're sore in the places that you should be sore, not like doing squats and your lower back hurts. Like that should never happen. Yeah, exactly. So that's the one thing I'm kind of excited about, especially if I'm starting to earn decent money with the radio gig or even reasonable money with the radio gig. Yeah. Or, you know, I find a, a sponsor for this podcast, which I could advertise right now at the 40 minute mark of our conversation. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's halfway when I start advertising, right? Sorry? Usually it's halfway. Yeah, usually halfway. The one that, the, the podcast that I listen to, it's broken up into a lead sponsor and then two like one other sponsor that you introduce halfway through the show and then one end sponsor so you know you find three people to sponsor you there you go yeah 
Don't worry, I have a whole plan written down. It's just a matter of finding someone that has money for advertising, slash also someone that only wants to advertise to 70 people across North America. True. So. And most of which are in Ontario and New York. New York? Yeah, New York State. Yes, I have a listenership out there, and then I have my one Texan, and shout out my one Texan who I know nothing about except for he or she lives in Texas. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. <laughs> Do you think that Texan only listens to you because your podcast is called Replies of Beef? I think so, but I think they might have enjoyed... Yeah, that, that could be it, and then they just happen to enjoy one episode, but now they're kind of committed to this whole thing. <laughs> it's funny actually I have one one guy slid into my DMs and he was pissed because he's like there's nothing to do with or there's no, nothing to do with beef in this whole podcast why would you title your podcast this he was mad <laughs> but that's my yeah oh yeah he's just like well, do you want me to leave a brisket recipe at the end of every episode like I'm sorry dude I don't have the ability well I don't want to do that yeah <laughs> Find random recipes, and this recipe comes from uh, Kathy down in South Carolina. She uh, says it works real well. So, someone else try it for me and let me know. <laughs> but do I tell the story of that goes along with the internet article on how to cook this really nice brisket? I think you should only read the internet article. <laughs> that could be a funny segment. Is you, um, yeah, you go into like meat things like how to cook ribs but only read the article and the goal of the article is for someone to find which article it came from wow that's amazing i love this more than my other idea that i have for the new year <laughs> you're welcome yeah <laughs> i might have to do three shows a week just because uh, uh we've got some good ideas now there you go yeah yeah I'll, t- I'll tell you about the other new idea I've got for the new year after this because it's going to be a surprise for everyone. Nice. Not Hopefully a real surprise. Sorry? Hopefully a good surprise. Hopefully it's a good surprise. I hope people like it, but we'll get there when we get there. But all you need to know is there's going to be two shows a week every week starting in January. Oh. Yes. Isn't that exciting? It's very exciting. So... That way, you know, no one gets bored of hearing not hearing my voice where they can hear me five days a week in Lloyd Minster or they can hear me twice a week on the internet. Yeah, or both if they really uh, get bored. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, my 13 listeners could be real happy about that. Um, but either way, uh, let's carry on with all the questions I had made up here. <laughs> Um, yes, questions. Um, okay, so this is a hypothetical, but, um, let's just say the United Nations say there's only one way to save the world right now. You get to have a hypothetical tag team match. You get to choose your teammate and one celebrity and one athlete to fight against. Who are you choosing as your partner? And then who are you fighting against? Sorry, so who is the person that I'm fighting against? Is it the athlete? Okay, so you get to... Uh, so, you know what, like, a tag team match in wrestling is, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, you get to choose your partner, 
in this tag team match, and you get to choose against. Uh, you get to choose one celebrity and one athlete are who you're fighting against. So it's two regular people versus celebrities. Uh, well, even your tag team partner could also be famous if you wanted them to be. Okay. Because I was like, if it's me and some regular guy versus The Rock, like. <laughs> But, um, I if I could choose The Rock as my tag team partner, that'd be uh, pretty great. Okay. Um, and then I'm just trying to think. Of, I don't know. For like, if I had to choose an athlete, I'd probably pick a golfer. Cause like, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest here. Like, the, I don't. I don't ever see a golf guy in the gym. You know, like overhead pressing 225 or anything like that (laughs) would be like a golfer like Phil Mickelson and like I don't know uh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. (laughs) so you're taking the win you don't even have a beef with any like celebrities you're like wow that guy's a tool yeah I can't think of any celebrities who I'd want to fight okay fair enough I don't know Chimmer Mendes is kind of annoying but I I don't ever want to fight him Okay, okay, I can vibe with that. I mean, you're not much of a fighter. You are a Mennonite to the core, so. Yeah, I mean, in name, really, not really. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're very peaceful at the core of your personality for the most part, but I was just curious to see if you have any beef with celebrities or not. Nothing that I can think of, like, oh, right. Mm. I mean, that's fair enough. No, no one needs to have a real beef with anyone they don't really know. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know you personally. There's really no reason for me to have a beef with you. Yeah. Unless you put me up in traffic, then I probably have a beef with you. <laughs> oh, and good old Winnipeg is classic. For, or actually, living in any major city is a classic move for everyone just being dweebs while driving. Oh, yeah. No one pays attention. Yeah, no. Although the one thing that frustrates me the most about Winnipeg is the fact that nobody does the speed limit. No, it's either much faster or much slower. Yeah, but for the most part, I'd say like 95% of everyone does slower than the speed limit. And the cowboy in me who wants to do 65 on Portage can't do 65 on Portage. Oh, you can. You just need to know how to like traffic yeah you do i've gotten good at it but man is it frustrating when you have three cars lined up beside each other who won't move faster than 44 yeah very frustrating um what is the best thing about winnipeg the best thing about winnipeg yeah um i mean winnipeg's pretty great it is um my like official, my like first knee-jerk reaction is honey dill sauce. Oh, love honey dill. For like, for all of you who listen to the podcast outside of Winnipeg, just type in a recipe for honey dill sauce and try chicken fingers with it. You'll be amazed at how good it is. Yeah, honey dill sauce should be an international thing, and it's a heartbreaker. It's not. Yeah, it's not even a national thing. No. Um, there's one set of restaurants that has it here er, out in Alberta, but they stopped serving it while I was living here in Manitoba the first time around. I was like, I just want honey dill. 
So I think that's a pretty great thing about Winnipeg is that we have honey dill sauce where whatever you want. Um, honestly, traffic isn't too bad. Like we make fun of the drivers and stuff, but like generally anywhere that you want to go isn't more than like at most 45 minutes unless you're doing rush hour, which is just your own fault. Yeah, but even rush hour, like it's no more than probably 50 minutes to get across the city unless you're going to Transcona, which is for whatever reason so far out of this. Like it feels like it's outside the city, but it's still inside the perimeter. You know what I mean? I don't know. Transcona feels like it's far away. Yeah, you just need to know which roads to take. Yeah, I guess so. And Google has not been helpful lately. It's been taking me down some weird paths if I ever try to go up in that area. Yeah, so... I'd say, yeah, like, traffic isn't too bad. And, like, the pricing of, like, houses and stuff is pretty reasonable. Like, you're... Like, it's no Vancouver Island house, but, like, you know, for the, like, you can get a good, good-sized house for, you know, not that much. Yeah. You, like, was that you who sent me a house for, like, 160 grand, and it was, like, a pretty decent place? Or, or I know I sent you one link, and you were like, what if we split it? And I was like, but you're moving. Yeah, that was the only downside. But I was thinking, what if the podcast takes off, I make money, and then I don't have to move? Or one of the radio stations here in Winnipeg takes me in. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. We'll get there. We'll get there one day. Yeah. And then I could become a permanent Winnipegger. There you go. That's the yeah. dream. <laughs> you wouldn't have said that four years ago. I would not have. And it's such a weird thing to say now, but I was like, no, I want to become a Winnipegger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bunch of dweebs being super nice to me and then like treating me like family. Oh, never would have thought that would have happened in Alberta. It didn't. And now look where we're at. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think that's probably like, yeah, things are just generally cheaper here. So like, you know, I... I know some people from Toronto and stuff like that and like we're talking and so like one of the things is we're talking about like golfing and we're like yeah some of the golf courses out here are like 60 bucks and that's pretty steep so we'll go Twilight and they're like $60 are you kidding me and it's like yeah we actually have it pretty good here in Manitoba yeah we do so and, overall like, and you can leave the city and go find an even cheaper golf course too yeah like uh, the ones that are up, up on some of the se- uh, secondary highways, those are really cheap. Uh, you can play nine holes for twenty five bucks with a yeah. cart. Oh yeah. yeah. So, like things are things are cheaper here in Manitoba. So yeah, it's a good reason they to be here. After the pandemic, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone come out here post pandemic. Not everyone. Just the cool people who want to keep Winnipeg the same. Kind of, sort of. But the one thing I think Winnipeg needs in order for that to happen is, like, one legit music group taking off in here. Sorry, one legit what? Music group. So, like, you know, our parents' generation had, like, BTO and the Guess Who and all of them. But when was the last time Winnipeg gave, like, a legitimate 
music group that blew up? Nothing like super. Um, no, wait, hold on. There's, there's someone. Yeah, her name is, um, Uh, Fauzia or something like that. Okay. But is she like pulling like the Drake move where she's like, yeah, I'm from Winnipeg and like hoisting the city on her back? Uh, I haven't listened to her music, so I couldn't, mm. couldn't tell you. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, she was, um, she was born elsewhere, but like she moved at the age of one to small town in Manitoba and then apparently she like lives in Carmen. Ah. Wow, of all places to live. Yeah. Like small town Manitoba and she's like she has a song with John Legend. Huh. Would have had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's also the hardcore band Comeback Kid. Oh but yeah. They like came from Winnipeg, but then they like moved to LA and then they said that they were based out of LA and it's like wow thanks thanks guys what a what a heartbreaker um what's one hidden gem in the city that you know about hidden gems in the city um I remember like when I was in like high school everyone wanted to go to Purple City was a big thing. What, which, what was that? It's, I don't know. It's kind of funny, but basically they, like, your friends, like, take you, like, sorry for spoiling this for anyone, but your friends take you to the legislative building. Oh, that! They, like, blind, yeah, they blindfold you, and then they, like, walk you around a whole bunch of stuff. And then basically they have you stare into the, uh, the yellow lights. Until you're like lighting up the building, and after you stare into the yellow lights for like a minute or something like that, you look around and everything's purple color. Yeah, we did that at the Legend Alberta too. Yeah, so I think it's like a provincial thing, but like that's that is one special thing. But um, I think one of the one yeah one of the hidden gems that we have is like the um are like. Not like cliff jumping because they're not really like big cliffs, but like we have various like swimming holes around Manitoba. They are. You can go check out. Yeah, there's some good swimming holes out in like the Tulabi Falls. Those are my favorite to go jump off of. Yeah, so like checking out those is always fun. Um, Like just kind of exploring the local food places is always cool. Like I, for me, um, I love trying local coffee shops, so I wouldn't say that those are necessarily hidden, but like the culture and community that is, that is within it is pretty cool. What's your favorite uh, restaurant to go visit that's uh, not a chain restaurant? Um, I would say Clay Oven is pretty good. Um, Oh, I recently tried pierogi planet the other day. Oh, that was so good. Really? Yeah. 
Like, I, growing up, like, I always thought, like, pierogies were just, like, super plain, and then you always needed sour cream with them, and, like, onions sometimes, but I wasn't much of an onion guy, but, like, the vast different, like, types of pierogies that they have, just, they're so good. Ooh, it's good to know. Because I drive past that every day, and I'm just like, I wonder if it's worth stopping in. So now I know. It is 100% worth stopping. Okay. So Pierogi Planet out on Portage, we're checking out? Yeah. 100%, yeah. Beautiful. Vegetarian options too, I believe. I'm sure there is. There's no way you can't do like a potato and chive uh, pierogi. Okay, so you've moved out for, what, more or less a year at this point. Um, about a year, yeah. About a year. Uh, so what's the best thing about that? I mean, because I am a single dude, like, there's no real scheduling that I need to do. Like, I don't need to plan with anyone else when they're going to eat their meals or, like, when they want to go to bed or anything like that, so there's a lot of freedom with it. Like if I wanted to go for a drive, I can just go for a drive. Right. So yeah. that's one of the good things associated with, uh, with that. And what's been the worst thing that you've, uh, experienced since moving out? Uh, our dishwasher crapped out a couple times. So realizing like doing your own dishes is a necessary evil, but like, if like you do a lot of meal prepping like I do so I'll make a big dish on Sunday or a couple big dishes on Sunday and then I have to do all the dishes after that and hand washing pans and pot, like big pots that with all the like caked on crap is just like it's necessary but it's just not great Ooh. yeah so, washing you know, dishes like, really, that's personal problems right like people are so used to hand washing their dishes that they're probably laughing at me right now and calling me stupid right <laughs> oh no those guys who are still doing dishes by hands they they feel you right now so yeah that's probably like it's probably the noise part like because i moved in with friends from high school like i haven't had any issues with them as roommates right so yeah that's always a good thing is finding roommates you don't have an issue with by the end of it Right on. Uh, what was the best nickname that you've been given? Um, the one that comes to me initially was Fruit Loops because <laughs> there was a time that I was helping out with a sports camp, like a soccer camp out in uh, Carberry, Manitoba. And the... Uh, a group of us, like we all had to come up with nicknames and stuff. And so the nickname that I was given was Fruit Loops because the entire week that's the only thing I ate for breakfast. So that's kind of the thing that popped out for me. <laughs> Is that one you kind of like wish you could have ran with at camp? Maybe. I mean, 
nicknames are such a hard thing to keep up, especially like in a camp context, right? Because they're like, oh, we have to guess our cabin leader's names. Haha, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yeah. But like, I just, I got, I would get tired of that game so fast. Right. Like, that was such a silly game that they played at camp all the time, but it made sense in their mind, so you went along with it. Um. Okay, if you were given fifty thousand dollars today, no consequences. What are you doing with your fifty grand? I would probably buy a better vehicle. <laughs> I love my car to death, but like, I think it'd be nice just not to deal with all the issues. Fair enough. Like I just have, I have parts that I need to replace. So that would be one thing. I think I'd also save up for a house with that sort of money because that can at least get me the down payment. Yeah, exactly. Like $50,000 isn't enough for you to stop working, but it's enough for you to change your life enough to be living a better life. Yeah, like pay off credit card debt and all the like, regular things, right? So yeah. Of all your tattoos, which is your favorite? I only have three. There's not much to choose from. But um, my favorite right now would probably be my most recent one, which is the rose tattoo. Oh, yeah. Just because it's pretty cool looking. It is real cool looking. Um, what do you want next for tattoos? Oh, I have, I have a whole list. I want, um, I want half sleeves on my arms. I have pieces. Uh, that I want on my legs. I have some like tribute stuff for my parents and like friendship tattoos and stuff like that. So the end goal is hopefully not to be covered head to toe, but to have more art than I already have. So we're still getting uh, wolf tattoos on our necks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right on. <laughs> um, okay, as a one-time model, what was your best experience about that? <laughs> I think it was just cool to be invited to that sort of thing. Like, it's a whole new process and, like, idea for me to experience, like, being the guy having photos taken of. Because, like, when I was younger, I had the DSLR camera, so I thought I was a hot shot, and so I would take pictures of people. But to, like, be the guy posing and, like, showing off the clothing, then um, it was a pretty cool experience. And the company that I did, Model 4, if you want to check it out, is called Cabin Street another plug but like super comfortable stuff it's like camping inspired stuff so if you're looking for custom orders they have a custom order available and as well they have specific like manitoba camping stuff and general camping stuff as well so definitely check them out that's cabinstreet.ca or .com I'm not sure look at you plugging away there Okay, uh, what's the most Alberta thing you've seen me do or idea that I've suggested? The most Alberta idea that you've ever suggested. Um, usually anything dangerous, I think, is Alberta. <laughs> Classic. So, flaming arrows or like, or like when you were talking about when you cut off the exhaust on your van. That's pretty, pretty redneck of you. It was. But, I don't know if you can tie redneck to Alberta though. Like that's hard to officially say. 
I think we're just red or rich rednecks at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anytime you talked about how the mountains were so much better than the prairies, that was like the Edmonton pride in you. Which I mean, the mountains are much much nicer than anything we have in the prairies. But you know, as you know, there's a there's a nice soft spot once you get here. Exactly. Once you kind of open up to the idea that you don't have the mountains just a few hours away, that you really have to appreciate this place and you come to love it. Yeah. And when and when you start looking for those hidden gems, this place is really cool. So. Uh, Sorry. It's just you have to find the hidden gem. Yeah, exactly. But you start talking to enough people and you'll find them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's one thing you want to do before you die? Um, go back to New Zealand. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, what's the best, uh, piece of advice you were ever given? Don't put the cart before the horse. Ooh, I like it. Uh, any, any reason behind that one? Or is it just, that was just something that you kind of live by at this point? Yeah, I'm pretty good at um, overthinking and getting excited for things. So I, I think like four steps ahead if I'm like super excited about something. So mm-hmm. one of my mentors was just like, hey, calm down. Like you're at step one. Don't think about step four until you're at step three. Good call. Um, who, so, who's your hero? My hero? Yes. I don't say like I have a specific person who like you know saved my life but <laughs> you know like there are people I look up to like former people in leadership like my old football coach who I who I met in my grade 12 year of um, high school or like some of the mentors that I've had over the years like I really look up to them and respect them um, but I wouldn't say that anyone's like my my hero and like if I met them I would just like die right yeah so, yeah but you definitely have people you look up to. Oh yeah, as everyone does, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. And uh, second last question, but uh, is there one charity that you would like to shout out? One charity? Yeah, something that you're like you believe in. Um. Well, as you probably heard over our conversation, I think like summer camps are really important for the growth and experiences of young people today. So um, any camp association that you know of or you have connections to, I'd recommend donating to them. Obviously, if you believe in what they talk about, but I know, you know, they, we have a lot of camps in Manitoba. There are a lot of camps in Canada. I know in the States there are some, but yeah, you know, summer camps are super important for the growth of kids and young adults in various ways. So um, find a charity in your local area and go support it. Ooh, I love it. Um, well, thank you so much for the time. Uh, if people are like, dang, maybe I want to hire this young man or I just want to follow him on Instagram. Where are we following you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Adam J. McLean. Uh, that's my, my tag. 
Unfortunately, I don't have much to plug. I, I'm not in any bands or anything right now, so I don't have any any plugs for those. But, I mean, if you want to follow me on Instagram, by all means. Right on. Well, I hope someone follows you, and maybe it's the Texan that follows you. Who knows? I mean, I don't have my 50 plugs that I did last time. So. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that audio sounds like absolute trash because I went to try to listen to it to see what I asked you so I could remember. And I was like, this is absolute trash. I hope nobody actually listened to this. Yeah, like your questions are fine. It's just my mic keeps cutting in and out. Yeah, that's the one thing is going to be a little bit questionable on this one is uh, the cell phone is going to be not awesome. But that's okay. As long as you can hear me. So. I think that's the important thing. I'll go back and listen to it. If not, I've wasted your time. So, and in which case, I apologize ahead of that, but it's okay. <laughs> I got nothing to do right now. So. All right. Well, hopefully, I filled a good hour of your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, I look forward to, to talking to you later on. Excellent. Excellent. And you have yourself a fine day. You too. Okay. Bye. All right, so that was Adam J. McLean here on A Slice of Beef. If you want to follow him, follow him up on Instagram at us, at Adam J. McLean, which he just mentioned. And if you are wanting to go say hi to Pete at and Grandma Bear at the Grandma Bear's booth, which is in aisle 7 of the Old Strathcona Farmer's Market, feel free to do so. Uh, Saturday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., or if you want to do curbside pickup from the Old Strathcona Farmer's Market, you can go to Grandma Bear's online shop, which is grandmabears.ca, and you can buy yourself some stuff online. That way you don't have to have any human contact. Um, looking ahead, I hope you guys are safe and sound, and best of luck getting through the pandemic. Uh, stay safe, be well, and peace and grace to you. Until next time, I'm Angus Hout.